inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good Monday morning. Good morning. <laughs> what was that song that pumped me up on the way here for a Monday morning? Oh, it's like, I think they were a Canadian band called yeah. like Doucette or something. Mama Play That Rock and Roll. <laughs> yeah, that one. It gets me <laughs> pumped for Monday. Anyone who knows classic rockers listen to stations around here. Yeah. I think maybe they weren't, I think they, uh, maybe they weren't Canadian, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's a funny song. Uh, and then yeah. there was loud music here in the university when we came in too so I don't know it's like, it's like trying to pump people up for the week or I don't know but it's spring or it feels like spring out there it's lovely so yeah it's not spring yet not for uh, I guess like a week and a half I think but you're lucky that you get the spring right before your birthday yeah that's true but this is Outlook on another Monday morning here on 94.9 CHRW Radio Western we're back for our alternate weeks where we switch. So this week is just a half hour. Last week we had a nice long hour show. Yeah. Well, um, they're better for interviews. So. Yeah. We didn't have an interview last week, though. We we talked about that show Carrie has been obsessed with on uh, yeah, Netflix, gonna, Love is Blind. Going to get a quick update on um, that. Which I said at the end of last week's show, I might continue watching. I <laughs> unfortunately didn't. I just, I really have a hard time with those reality shows and the idea of, People, but you love psychology. You meeting said. and get well. I did find that kind of interesting. I just find people on those shows annoying. like kind of annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like they just it seems a little fake to me. And even though they are still real people, they are also being um, videotaped and on a, on the TV. So they do act a little bit for that. Plus, just I don't know anyone that would go on those types of shows. I don't know. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't like judging anyone because oh. I'm not, it's not for me to say, and I'm I would judging. never tell anyone what to do. Hmm. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not a judgmental person. <laughs> Well, I um, I watched the whole series and then I tried to gather my thoughts on it, um, but yeah, it wasn't that successful. <laughs> um, but then I did watch um, um, Netflix is playing the uh, reunion show now, so it, that was that came on fr- uh, Thursday. So I watched that. Oh, I thought I read that was on YouTube. Uh, maybe, maybe someone posted it there. No, I, I thought they were just doing it for YouTube. Anyway, it doesn't mm. matter. No, it was on Netflix, but. Yeah, um, I thought there's got to be an essay in there. As a writer, I got to be able to gather my thoughts on this, but I still can't because <laughs> they still ask the question when they were going through all with all the couples to see how they are. Like this was filmed like a year ago, so um, you know, and the, discussing the, the, the back to the question: Is love blind or blind? Sometimes they say, "Is love blind?" Other times they say, "Love is blind." It's like, okay, are you asking or are you telling us? Yeah. <laughs> what is- what are you trying like I, I'm not just I'm just not sure what they're trying to get across on the show like like I said I think that's their original theme but then they really broadened out and it all goes back to seeing each other and obvious things when you can see you're going to prefer that obviously um, and then I heard the other day that there's an app apparently being developed like a dating app but it's um, it's sort of the opposite of all the visually visual ones these days like Tinder so apparently um, at first, the photos of the person you're viewing, they're like blurred out. And the more you talk to them and the more you like have a conversation back and forth, I think every time you message them or something, their their photo 
like clarifies a little bit and then eventually you get to see what they look like but at first you don't really you might be able to tell like their general outline or something but Hmm. (laughs) anyway interesting well overall it is interesting that they're bringing that underlying concept into people's um, (laughs) psyche or (laughs) I guess um, of of not always, of not focusing on on the looks as much, and how yeah. much does that really matter, and all this kind of stuff. Even though it's, we still live in that society with, with a lot of these apps like Tinder and just in general, and also just sight being, for anyone who can see something that they just, the sight, the sense that is tends to be used the most, and is like so so focused that, it still ends up being based on that in a lot of cases. But mm. um, at least this idea is is being discussed more and more, and. So I'm sure there'll be a lot. There'll be more about that in the future that that show having an effect on culture and whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the other news is, uh, of course, the uh, coronavirus. And uh, I kind of the only thing I welcome about it is that people. I think there's like a whole thing of like just don't shake hands right now. You know me, and that's good for me. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of shaking hands for some reason. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I kind of have a bit of an opposite view on that. You um, like doing it. It's not something I'm like, oh, I can't wait. But I don't know. For some reason, it does feel like when I when I meet someone new. I guess you do make a, a, a um, like a tactile connection. Yeah. Well, and it, and it also just see. it also it's not even that as much as you just feel like a little bit more of a connection than just I guess yeah like if I guess you are right if you if you can see then you can make eye contact or mm-hmm. something. Eye contact is the big one. Whereas for 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 me it it does sort of it it automatically makes me feel. Not like I know the person, but I feel like a little bit more connected to them or just right away it brings that out a little more. Um, well, that's a nice way of looking at it. And it just it just always, to me, seemed like a polite thing, but I'm also not a germaphobe type person. It was, a lot of people are. Plus, I also understand with blindness, sometimes people are, especially if they're more nervous, they worry about, oh, they can't see if someone else is holding out their hand and then if they do and then they don't shake it, they're like, oh, did I look weird or this or that? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I guess... Just getting older and being feeling more confident, I don't think about that as much. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, part of it's I'm a little <laughs> what bit. What was of a, that reaction? I'm a bit. Well, no, that's good. I, I would. I just. I wish I could be like that. Like <laughs> mm. my, my germophobic tendencies do come out, and then part of it is too the like I can't see the person. So to make the connection of actually the the actual reaching out to the shake the hand, it's just it's hard to make that. Yeah, you just kind of kind of put your hand out there and see if they reciprocate. But generally, I mean, I, I guess if it's someone that is a germaphobe, then they wouldn't necessarily shake it. But most times when I've done it, some the person has sh- mm-hmm. does shake it. So, no, I, there's a lot of worse things in the world that would happen than somebody not shaking your hand. Yeah. When you reach out. I just, I, I go to the, I go to this doctor every once a month and sometimes, once somebody made an observation about how he would come in and stick his hand out to shake my hand and I just wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't look at, look at his that way. So he would just, <laughs> But is this so I just quick and I, I just, don't know and again it's there's still eye contact and there's a lot of things but just things like this sort of make me feel like it's going to just distance people even more because now everyone's afraid of everyone and yeah. nobody wants to shake hands and nobody oh, wants yeah. to connect and I think I just I worry about that kind that of stuff that is what's you know scary they you know they're sh- all you know all these public gatherings and anywhere that and I just it also makes me wonder if if something like this had happened bef- like 15 20 years ago before social media and everyone's constantly watching the news even more than ever it seems would this be a, as major of a deal would people be freaking out as much it would be a little more under the 
Well, let's see, 20 years ago, we had the internet already, but we didn't have social media. Yeah, yeah I mean, it would so. be interesting to see. I just, I, I'm not an extreme extremist with things, and I feel like, not to minimize any of this stuff, because I know these, these things can, be, can get serious, and it's not to say that we, we shouldn't be washing our hands, but to me, it's kind of like, okay, it's great that they're bringing this into awareness, but doesn't everyone always know that? Like, I don't know. I always knew that, that you're supposed to wash your hands. Like, <laughs> how, how silly is, is society when people are just like, oh, now we finally realize we have to do this and this. It's like, I already, we already knew that. Because people are in such a rush, and specifically now they say, like, sing happy birthday twice or something while you're washing them to, to make sure you scrub long enough to actually have an effect. But, like, people, oh, I got to get on with this. I got to do this. I got to get on with my day. That's I don't have time me. for this. That's not you. I take my time with things. Well, good. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, anyway, uh, I'm always constantly trying to work on the handshaking c- comfort level because I know it's a it's a custom we have. So I'm sure it'll make its way back eventually. But at it's, the same time, if it's something you don't, you also have your own rights, and if that's something you don't want to do, then I wouldn't judge anyone for that. It's just not me. Right. Yeah. Well. That is ongoing, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, a lot of people talk about that. So, <laughs> well, it's not really affecting us at this moment. No, not specifically at the moment, but but you never know. Um, yeah. So yesterday was um, International Women's Day 2020, uh, and you had a show, your radio show that you do, your music show on Fridays. You had one of those devoted to. Yeah, I started doing that. Well started my show in 2017 and in 2018 I, I didn't actually do that but last year and this year so I'm going to make it an annual thing this was my second annual International oh, Women's really? Day show where yeah I just I focus on on female musicians and songwriters and producers and all that stuff so it's just this is nice to put that together and I also since it was international mm-hmm. I tried to incorporate a lot of countries so I covered 10 different countries was it I heard, I heard the Japanese one on the show so um, oh. yeah so it pretty much had Japan, South Korea, Switzerland, Germany, Australia, um, U.S. and Canada, England and Scotland, and Russia. Oh, you got a Russia in there, did you? Yeah, at the very end, I got I got to Russia. So ten countries. I was, I was pretty. <laughs> awesome. I was pretty happy with that. As long as there's a virus around the world, you got to just stick to playing music from around the world instead of going to those places. Maybe we're all afraid to do anything. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Brian's not afraid. That's what I like about you. Um, yeah, so I so, just... Yeah, that was that was fun to put together. Yeah, and then, that's um, good to do. Just yesterday being that... Again, this is another thing where I wonder... Like, part of it's just getting older and maybe being more aware, but also, like, this is Mar- it's March 8th, and it's been... They said it's been a, th- a thing for a long time, but, like, I don't even remember knowing about International <laughs> Women's Day until, like, the last few years, so... <laughs> I don't know if I was living under a rock or just not... You're just in your own world of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Do you remember it from the 90s? Like, when we went to no, school and stuff? No, I don't. And here I had a, a history of it, but I... And I do think certain countries maybe be, um, talk about it more than others, or it's... I was reading... I read a Wikipedia article about it the other day, last week, when I was prepping for my show, and... Oh, really? It just gave an idea of, like, how it's celebrated in certain countries. Some countries, it's actually an official holiday where they take the day off, and... Oh. Um... Whereas in Canada, it's not quite like that, so... Huh. huh. No, um, I'm not sure, but it's been around for over 100 years now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's some, something specific about that day you want to talk about, well, obviously. Well, no, I just... It, basically, it, it does all the same things that we're trying to do with this show, um, except 
women's rights um, versus disability rights. But of course, you know, I'm a woman and there's women with disabilities and a lot of other um, intersectional things, um, minority-wise. And so, yeah, the work you would do for that sort of thing, and, and I do think it's important, uh, as there's still ways to go on this planet with women's rights, but uh, girls' rights. But yeah, I, just, I think they they are such such related things that I um, I didn't know about it in the, in, the, in the 90s perhaps but I know about it now so um, but yeah I came across a, a speech last night on Facebook that uh, the president of the of the National Federation of the Blind gave back in 2018 so that was the year that you and I went to convention in the states right um, the one and only time so far that we've gone to a National Federation of the Blind convention which is um American, um, but the Canadian Federation of the Blind from the, sh- the inspiration for the show, that's, uh, they're con- connected. So, yeah, the one year we actually made it there, um, he gave this, so every year there's a banquet at the end, and uh, the president gives a speech. Um, so this particular year he did mention, he did a lot on, on women. Basically, his speech was about synergy, which I don't know if you're familiar with that word. I've heard the word, but I... Have you? Yeah, I quite... Kind of forget exactly the true definition. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I should have got the actual audio clip from his speech, but I didn't get that to you in time. So I thought I'd quickly read uh, one of his um, little Yeah, quotes. and I do remember being there, and this was interesting. It kind of caught me by surprise, <laughs> yeah. because I thought this, this speech would be very specific to blindness and focused all on blindness. And of course it was, but it, 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 it was really great that it did incorporate and he did talk so much about about women in this speech because well yeah i'm not sure you know it wasn't anywhere near international women's day it was in july um but i don't know you know presidents give speech they give a speech every year and the the nfb has been around since 1940 so there have been a lot of topics for speeches over the years and you have to keep coming yeah so each year it's a bit of a different focus on something even Mm -hmm. though the underlying focus is blind the equality for blind people but it still has to touch on other issues as well. Right. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of um, fitting. So, um, yeah, he said, women have faced social, economic, political barriers that have created inequality compared to men, and their stories have been under-recorded in history. Blind women face with the twin low expectations of being female and having the most feared disability, blindness have been limited in opportunities to pursue their dreams. The lack of adequate training for blind people before the organized blind movement contributed to blind women being considered inadequate for even stereotypical roles in society. The full participation of blind women has been further complicated by efforts like the eugenics movement that reached its height in the early part of the 20th century. Proponents of eugenics believed in selective breeding, which led to a a movement to pass state laws, of course this is in the US, requiring forced sterilization of the poor and disabled. These forced sterilization programs largely impacted women with disabilities and contributed to misconceptions about the capacity of, blind, of the blind to be effective parents, a painful history we are still trying to overcome. So that was just basically, you know, 
this whole question that some people put out there, well, is there a day for men? Like the kind of thing, right? The kind of reaction you get sometimes. So he's sort of just explaining. Obviously... And I actually think when I was reading... They fight for men too, but this is a... Yeah, well, this is a different thing. And I did see something about that when I was reading that article on Wikipedia about International Women's Day that there there is a a men's day (laughs) to some degree. But uh, I don't know. I have mixed thoughts on that, but I do think it's kind of... That's kind of silly, but weak arguments. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that per se. I just don't think it's necessary. But um, anyway, that's besides the point right now. <laughs> yeah, so you know that gets into some pretty serious topics. Yeah. stuff. It's hard to think about, and you know, sort of eugenics programs and sterilizations and things. Uh, you know. You hear stuff that still goes on today in certain minority groups. So, um, I just thought, yeah, his speech was really great. And, uh, well, of course, it was great in the moment. I just, I remember being, because you got to be a good orator. So, I don't know what it takes to be a president of something as big as the NFB in the States. (laughs) It seems like a lot of responsibility. Um, But, you know, you got to be good at, because I assume he was up there with Braille notes, because, of course, he's blind. So, um, yeah, so that speech is on YouTube, was it? Or where did you... Or on the actual website, I guess. Yeah, the NFB. Like the actual audio or National video? National Federation of the Blind. I don't know if there's video. Might just oh, be just audio, audio and then the transcript. Okay. Well, it would be and it would be nice if we would have a, a link to it. Or I guess we can post it on our Facebook fa- page. Yeah, it's on the Facebook page. Oh, right? you already posted it on there. So. I did. Facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western. Go to our Facebook page. You will see a link to this to the audio of the speech, at least. It might be really neat for people to see the video, too, but I don't know if it's up there. Yeah, again, I, I'm not sure if they do that. I, I mean, I think maybe if you type National Federation of the Blind Convention speech into YouTube, something would come up. And that was from 2018. Because yeah. I do know some of the, the general session speeches were on YouTube, the videos. Oh, really? Um, I don't know if I knew that. Like, uh, the one about the, the one where the... Um, daughter of the president of the CFB here in Canada spoke. She did a speech. That was on YouTube. Right. She shared that on right. Facebook. Her having two blind parents. Yeah. So so some of them are. But any, anyway. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's just those speeches, you know, as a writer, I uh, I admire the the form, the speech uh, as a form of communication. Uh, again, you, you need someone who's good at reciting it, who can sort of bring up a reaction in people and keep their attention because it's like a 40 minute speech like these banquet speeches are everybody's sitting at their tables they've had to had dinner and then the speech is on so. yeah and it's like any any public speaking you have to keep people's attention and so his his delivery and very outgoing I don't know of a, better, a better word to explain that but um, just just the way he delivered the speech is very commanding the attention of everyone listening mm-hmm. like it's a um and that's what you have to be like if you're going to, especially if you're talking for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does do a great job at that. But yeah, on um, the day after International Women's Day, just to highlight that the Canadian Federation of the Blind, um, their president is uh, female. So um, you know, it's good to recognize some of the work they do because in that thing I read there, um, it, it mentions the organized blind movement, and I didn't even know that is a thing until a couple years ago. Most people haven't heard of it. Yeah, and again, that's. It's still bigger in the in the United States, but that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to bring here with Ca- but yeah, in Canada with the Canadian Federation of the Blind. But organized blind movement doesn't have to isn't doesn't have to be related to any specific organization. It's just a it's just a phrase for what 
that for what more people should want. I think. But the pro the the but, problem that we face in its society in general, um, and s- where people are have this thing still about everyone for themselves, every person for themselves, and and all this kind of stuff, which I don't agree with, and that's it still is j- the case in a lot of ways. Whereas blind people, and more commonly in the states, they are more organized, but even still, and then especially in Canada, it's 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 tough to ha- make that stuff happen because everyone has their own lives, everyone has their own situations going on, and it's hard it's hard to put that aside and work all together on things instead of just worrying about your own things. And which is what what synergy was, as he was talking about in the speech. Also, you know, like you give give something into it into the movement, and it would give you something back. It's supposed to be supportive to you, and then you're supposed to offer what you can to others. But yeah. Whereas in a lot of cases, people... Like you said, with this virus and things, people are tempted to be like, well, I'll take care of me, and I'm I'm okay, so... Yeah, and again, it's a lot of times, too, people won't reach to these movements until they, are, they do have a serious situation yeah, where they need help, they really instead of realizing, well, you might not need help now, but maybe eventually you will, so it's why not get involved and do it for other people and then when when it does come to a time where you need something exactly. then you're already there and people know that you're you're there to help anyone and then they'll help you in return so but it's just it's all related it's kind of like the women's day thing going back to uh, I'm talking about speeches i listened um to a speech hillary clinton gave in the 90s um where she said her i think it was in so she's um i think it was beijing she gave it uh, to the United Nations or something, and it was that um, women's rights are human rights, and human rights are women's rights, right? Like it's just all the same thing. Mm-hmm. We should, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I was talking to our mother our, this morning about this whole thing about you know being afraid to speak up because you're afraid you're gonna your ideas are gonna be returned, you know, rejected, or you're gonna sound dumb, you're gonna say something stupid, and you know. That holds me back off. It's the Canadian way. It's the Canadian way. Yeah. Well, um, happy International Women's Day to everybody uh, for another year. And uh, yeah, I just thought we should talk about that even if it's the day after. Yeah. I mean, we should be we should be thinking about that every day. Well, basically, that's why I, uh, that's me and that's why I'm here on the show. Yeah. So it's it's great that they do have one day for all, any of these these things. But at the when it comes down to it, yeah. it's a... And I'm a woman with a disability, and you're a male with a disability, but it's not just women that need to care about that sort of thing. Anyways, men need to show support, too, and show, you know, a lot of the, you know, all the good ones really do, and you can feel that respect and everything. It's just... Yeah. But yeah, the other thing that happened on the weekend was we had a a family day on Saturday with a family coming from Toronto to visit, and uh, we went skating. Yeah, I think that's the main thing we'd want to focus on with that. Was the was the skating? Yeah, so, no, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm all on it. Don't worry. Well, I know you were. Take it easy over there. I know you were very excited about about this skating, and I was kind of in the middle. Um, so, growing up, you skated as a kid a little bit. Yeah, so I skated um, for school mostly. Like we would go with school. Um, and, and for me, whenever they had those days at school, the sports days, I'd always go bowling with like the six people who no, did no, that. But, but there everyone was else a, would go skating. Maybe maybe this wasn't for you anymore. I think it was when I was at Sweeberg School in like the primary grades. We used to go skating maybe once a week. 
Oh, well, if we did that, I just... Hmm. No, this spat. isn't just those certain that uh, fun day I'm talking about. No, okay. But. So anyway, we went skating, and I, I think it was the third grade, and um, I was actually pretty good at it back then. I can't remember if I could skate on my own. I think I could. We had a pond behind our house and everything. But then once uh, a traumatic incident happened on the ice, <laughs> I was with my Braille teacher, and she fell and broke an ankle or something, and, uh, you know, I was paranoid that I'd done it, and... <laughs> It really left some scars <laughs> from the years. But um, I, I love skating. It's very, uh, I think it's a good form of exercise for me. And uh, it's in my perfect setting because I'm not a huge hockey fan, to say that as a Canadian. But I do love that sound of the of skate blades on the ice and the cool freshness of the rink. So, yeah, we couldn't find an outdoor rink anymore, obviously, with the weather. So, But anyway, yeah, I stayed up as long as I had someone to hold on to now. Um, but it is harder than when I was little because... Uh, yeah, back then I could see better. Now it's just a bunch of blurs as people whiz by me, and I think I would have been better to wear what the organized blind, blindness movement believes is is the best way to train somebody who's lost their sight or who's losing their sight to actually blindfold them, which is a very controversial thing. But I think I needed it almost because the ice is so bright. Yeah, it's um, distracting. It's distracting, yeah. and I was, yeah. So anyway, um, but I did it, and I'm glad I did. It's just when you can't see, there's, you know, the contrast with the ice and the people moving all around you and and it's loud and but I'm glad we went and uh you have very bendy ankles so it was harder for you to stay up but that's well it. just just me in general with balance and I didn't skate really at all as a kid like Carrie did and um yeah just just I have I have a lot of balance issues and then I also have some issues with my feet that they do bend in weird ways kind of which adds to that so I did still go out uh three times for a short about four minutes per time and I was holding on to um, my dad and sister's hands the one time, my other sister, and then also my brother's two hands. So I was always, always holding on to two hands. The one time, my uh, dad and sister were on each side of me holding on to my hands, and the other time, my brother was skating kind of backwards, and I was holding on to both his hands in front of me. So it was all right, and I was starting to get a bit a bit more of a feel for being able to stay up and, and everything, but it still wasn't quite my thing it's something i'd have to keep up on and i it takes a lot of energy i like the idea of the exercise of it and it does feel good once you do it and then sitting down i felt i did feel like i got some exercise and a a workout from it um but i don't know i don't know if it's something i'm going to pursue or not it's so for you you were always holding on to someone but even sometimes just one hand though yeah i could skate holding on to someone on the one side and it is a it is a it is just something getting used to. I remember a few years ago we did this and we went two days in a row and I do remember the second day I was starting to feel a little more confident. So Yeah, that was at Christmas when we were all together for a couple days. But Yeah, so doing it... And to keep it up. Yeah, if you keep it, keep it up, you could... I feel like it is something I could do okay, but... Well, it's amazing to me that blind people, as, uh, as you'll see even though I'm blind, um, we have our own you know, thoughts with that. It's amazing to me that blind people can, can figure skate. I didn't realize. And I'd like to interview one lady I know who does do that. Um, I always wanted to be a figure skater when I was little. Um, I think we should have a future episode where we talk about what we want to be when we grow up, different jobs that maybe, you know, there's a way to do. Um, but yeah, skating was one of those things. Um, and also, um, blind hockey is a big, big thing that I'd like to learn more about. So hopefully we'll have that on future episodes of it. Wow, some super fast talking over there. <laughs> Your voice went on like high speed. Oh. It's like when I spelled ice cream the other night. You're rushing. Um, Remember when I spelled ice cream? Yeah, you spelled it really fast. Sometimes we're very fast talkers. But, yes, uh, that's a Kajuski way. <laughs> but that's okay. But I don't talk with my hands. Um, but anyway, those are some of the things that I'm hoping to 
Yeah, up in the future. cover on future shows. Uh, I guess we're we're nearing the end here for today's show. Kind huh. of flew by. We had a couple articles we were going to touch on, but I guess we'll save those for another time. Well, yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, maybe we need some some good, happy, heart, heartwarming stories these days. Yeah, so, maybe so we'll bring that. I'll next um I'll quickly read the read the titles of these two articles before we okay. head off for today, just to be a bit of a cliffhanger. So maybe some um, people have already read them. Do you want to hear the the good one or the bad one first? <laughs> I love that question. I don't know, the bad one. Okay, so Halifax transit driver charged after denying blind man access to city bus. So that again ties back to the guide dog issues we've been talking about. We had our guest a few weeks ago, Ben Fulton, mm-hmm. discussing that, and it still goes on. And then the other article that's a little more lighthearted was Teen Helps Blind Woman Cross the Street. Oh. I was just trying to help. That's a nice one. And uh, that, that is a nice one, and that does bring up another discussion, which doesn't tie quite into that. It's more about helping a blind person cross the street. This was a different case, too, because this was an elderly woman, and she did, um, just a quick thing, they did they did ask her first if she wanted help, and she said yes, and she did appreciate there it. There you so go. That's, that's the key. That's the key on that one. Um, but we will discuss those in, in further detail on next week's show, most likely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Sounds I guess... Good. I guess that covers it for for today's outlook. Okay. Have a good week, everybody. Enjoy this weather. Yeah, we'll be back next week for our last episode of the winter. <laughs> I'm oh. playing a couple shows this weekend with one oh. of my bands, so I'll talk about that next week. Oh, good. And All right, good luck with that. Thanks. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Find us on Twitter. Outlook CFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.